I hope you guys are ready for that. I'm always ready for it. Are you ready for this? This show? Yeah. Are you sure? We can wait. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Well, with that then, welcome to another edition of the Three Run Homies podcast. My name's Mark, and I am joined with fellow St. Louis Cardinals fan, David. Oh, hello. And our Florida friend, who is a Cubs fan, Nick. Originally from St. Louis. Oh, well, I grew up in St. Louis. Originally, technically, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Fun trivia fact about me. That's true. That's true. I actually knew that and said the wrong thing anyway. Which still doesn't explain why I'm a Cubs fan. So, but yeah, when people are like, you, you're you from St. Louis, why aren't you a Cardinals fan? You can say, ah, 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 just like the screensaver in Jurassic Park. I, I, I got the reference you were making right away. Kind of a rough start to the season, wouldn't you say, for both of us? I would agree. For all of us? I would agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do think, I think people have a tendency to, it's very easy I'm not. I'm saying I'm definitely guilty of this. It's very easy to overreact during the first week of the season, but sure. Regardless, it was a rough go. You guys played a very, very good team. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's an excuse there. It is. I think it's easy to overreact though, because that's the only sample size you have of your team so far are just these three games or four games in our case. That's what always makes opening day so hard when you lose because for a lot of teams you have an off day the next day so you have this one game that's all you have to go off of and you have to wait an an additional 24 hours to what you normally have to wait and that's why it always makes that opening day loss so painful that was frustrating i think the cardinals had a three-run lead in three of the four games this week they did. Why don't you start start with the positives, though? Let's start with the positives. Yeah, that's true. There were a lot of positives. I would say Paul Goldschmidt has been as advertised, if not better. Yep, hard to be disappointed with his performance. Well, what about his first game wasn't great, though, right? Correct. He had three strikeouts and a walk, I believe. But he, he made up for it, I guess. Yeah, he did okay. I mean, he's got four home runs already in four games. That's pretty good. I watched most of the second game where he hit the three home runs. That was, well, up until uh, up until his third home run when he kind of broke the game open for the Cardinals. That was a really good baseball game. Like, those teams were just beating up on each other, going back and forth. It's really how the whole series was. Like, Yeah, none of the games were bad. They were all good games. Those are two very good teams playing each other. But watching that series, well, the, I, didn't, I didn't watch a whole lot of the series. The Brewers are really good. Yeah, I think I, I underestimated them coming into the season i kind of thought that they would not be able to repeat what they did last year but it's it's hard to deny what we saw in this series i mean they were it was it was scary to watch you look at you look at those three games they lost and i think one or two plays in each game could go a different way and then the cardinals walk away with a victory looking at the outcomes of the of the games i'm not that concerned my biggest concern i know we were focusing on positives but i guess if we're talking about it, we're talking about it is the strikeouts i mean <laughs> like, well, well we tried to keep it positive but yeah. we tried we tried but this is this is where we're headed goodness gracious like the cardinals just cannot stop striking out the game today on sunday the first eight outs were all via the strikeout and if you combine that i was thinking about that in their last three were strikeouts against hater right the game before correct yeah there were three so that's three 12 in a row mm-hmm. wait they struck out 12 times in a row 12 consecutive outs were strikeouts over the course of two games yeah it's definitely a concern even if overall if you look at the big picture 
you know, they were competitive in every in all the games that they played, but still the strikeouts are quite concerning. Well, on that aspect, from the Cubs standpoint, just to maybe, you know, try to mix the two teams and let's we're not all Cardinals, all Cubs at once. Uh, last season, the Cubs' biggest concern was their offense. I mean, their offense just completely collapsed the last two months of last season. So that was a big concern going into this year. But so far, that has not been an issue. Everybody in that lineup is hitting the ball. I mean, in the first three games, the Cubs have scored 28 runs. That's a lot of runs in three games. That's not bad. But at the same time, they lost two of those games. Mark, I believe you said a while ago that you thought the Cubs season was going to come down to pitching. I still think that, yes. Well, their pitching, from what I've seen in three games, is extremely concerning. Yeah, I feel like if your offense puts up that amount of runs... Right. They've... I mean, you're, you're really... I mean, let's be honest. You're not asking your staff to do much there, right? That's not a tall ask. If you're going to score 10 runs per game. They, yeah, they gave up the lead last, or not last. We're recording this on Sunday, so I'm going to try not to say yesterday or today or whatever. In the second game, they gave up the lead in the seventh inning. In game three, uh, they gave up the lead multiple times in the third game. And ultimately, both teams, the Cardinals and Cubs, lost via the walk-off on Sunday. Not good. Yeah, as you were saying with the strikeouts, though. Cubs only have 21 strikeouts. Cardinals have 47. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah, like I, 21, you said for the Cubs. Yeah, which isn't bad. No, they've they've looked really really good at the plate, but man, the pitching is. Who who started for them this this weekend? John Lester started the first game, and he actually the first game all around was a great game. But then the next day, you Darvish pitched, and it went very bad. Uh, he only lasted two and two-thirds inning, which for him, I guess, is a career low. Rangers didn't put the ball in play for the fir- his first 58 pitches, I believe. And it was like strikeout, strikeout, walk, 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 strikeout, walk, stri- it was something like that before they finally put the ball in play. But, I mean, like for you, Darvish, last year the Cubs signed him to a six-year deal for a lot of money. And he only made eight starts before, and he wasn't very good in those starts before he was out for the season with an injury. And so, you know, he comes back this year, supposedly healthy, has a good spring, and then his first start, it's more of the same of what we saw last year. Do you think it's a mental thing? I do. I was just about, I think he's a head case. Yeah. Between his, his last, when he was with the Dodgers during the World Series, where he was not good, and then he signs with the Cubs, he never really figures it out, and then he's not off to a very good start. This season, I mean, again, that's one start, but you only only last two and two-thirds innings? I think it's absolutely a mental thing, for sure. It's a lot of money that you're giving him. Not you personally, but... I don't. Maybe you're giving him money. I don't really know what your dealings are with you specifically. I mean, in, indirectly, every time you purchase something that has Cubs logo on it. I was gonna say, I, I and I got a lot of stuff with Cubs logo on it. I probably paid for at least one of those innings. Hey, uh, I thought of another Cardinals positive. Okay. The batting average doesn't show it, but do you know who before today was on base for every single game that he was a part of? Mr. Dexter Fowler. Mr. Dexter Fowler was on base. Cubnall Dexter Fowler. And he had some line drive outs too. He's not he didn't have the average, but some of his outs were I start to see what some of the pundits were saying during spring training of he just looks different, but certainly not the average. He had a line out in that Paul Goldschmidt game that the velocity off the bat was killed a guy was greater than all three of Paul Goldschmidt's home runs. So that's uh, 
something. It's encouraging. Hey, I got a trivia question for you. Ooh, I like this. Yes. Okay. Uh, they talked about this on the Cubs game the other day. Who leads Major League Baseball all time in hitting into double plays? Hint, it's an active player. Pools. Albert Pujols. It, that is correct. We, we saw it a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting, I thought. And what's also interesting about that is in the top 10 all-time players in that category, all but one of them... And I'm, I'm counting Albert Poulos in this because he's going to be. All but one of them is a Hall of Famer. Well, a lot of those like all-time bad statistics are, a lot of times they're by guys who are also great because you kind of have to be around a long time to amass a lot of those things. So you don't stick around because you're bad. I feel like that's why a lot of those. I know like, I think A-Rod is at the top of a lot of really... He's at the top of a lot of statistics that you probably don't want to be at the top of, but you look at his career numbers and everything, and he obviously... Baseball players who have attended the Oscars? He's at the top of that list. I assume. I guess maybe he's not. Did he go to the Oscars? Yeah, he's dating J-Lo. Does she still go to the Oscars? She did this past year. She presented. Oh. It was really weird to see them... That's the easy way in. Yeah, it was really weird when they would cut to the crowd and like, what is A-Rod doing there? Silly goose, you don't belong with the Hollywood elite. A-Rod seems like a guy who probably should have played in L.A. at some point. Oh, for sure. He played in New York. That's that's the L.A. of baseball. Do you remember when he and Derek Jeter were friends and then they decided they weren't friends anymore? I've never really heard that whole story. I've heard that multiple times, but I don't know... What happened? What's the drama? I think when he came over, obviously Jeter was excited and they like played and were friendly. Playdates. But I think over time, I, I this is just a guess. I don't know. I don't know either of these gentlemen, obviously. Not friends of the show, unfortunately. <laughs> e- enemies of the show. Well, that's a bit much maybe, but not friends. Certainly not friends. I think anyway that, that A-Rod started being a bit, this is going to shock you that I use this word, he was maybe a bit arrogant. Okay. And I don't know that eventually that Jeter could put up with that anymore. So this is what you've heard or this is just your theory? I have maybe heard rumblings of this that their personalities didn't. I mean, because I'll be honest, I'm not a Yankees fan at all, but I respect Derek Jeter. He just kind of put his head down and played really hard for his whole career. It's hard not to... Whenever he, his final season, when the Yankees played the Cardinals, I went to that just so I could see Derek Jeter. Me too. I saw, I got to see Derek Jeter play a couple times. And I respected him. I I feel like A-Rod doesn't strike me as that type of player. No. You know what my theory is on why they didn't get along? I don't. What is it? Like you said, Derek Jeter, you know, when A-Rod comes over to the Yankees, Derek Jeter's excited. He's like, cool, new best friend. They have sleepovers. They tell each other secrets. But then one day, A-Rod steals Derek Jeter's dog. His dog? And lies about it. But Derek Jeter knows. But A-Rod won't admit it. Derek Jeter never got his dog back. The tension still stands. That's perfect. I mean, the dog's... Like- and you know what the dog's name was? Alex. Derek named it after his best friend. Gosh. Well, maybe that's why Alex felt entitled. He thought it was his. Exactly. Which is where the arrogance comes into play. You think he... he- he kept the dog's name as Alex, or do you think he renamed it? Well, I don't know. I hope the whole, the dog's full name is Alex Dogriguez. Maybe maybe Jeter named named the dog Jorge Dogsada. Oh, and A Rod got jealous. And A Rod didn't like that, so he took the dog and then named it Alex Dogriguez. Named it that. Mm. Or Andy pet it 
<laughs> That's good. Yeah. So who do the Cardinals play next? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Pirates. In Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. When is their home opener? Thursday. Oh, the Cardinals? Oh, it's Thursday. Thursday? Yep. Against who? The San Diego Padres. The Patty Patty Boys. Patty Patty Boys. The Patty Patty Boys. You guys have a, a an easier stretch coming up then. You in, in theory. The Cubs have the Braves, then the Brewers. So they got two division winners coming up after losing two of three to a team who's not supposed to be good in the Texas Rangers. But I think if they get their if they get their pitching figured out, they're gonna be as hard to beat as anybody. But oh my goodness, did they not have it figured out in the second two games of the season? Kyle Hendricks. Has he pitched yet? Uh, no, but well, by the time this episode comes out, yes. How'd he do? He was great. You know, he pitched seven innings. He got everything back on track. So, where do the Cubs go next? Atlanta. I don't know. How did Atlanta do the? I don't even know the first series. I don't think great. I don't think they did well. I think they played the Mets and lost. Oh, okay. We'll see. By the time this comes out, we'll at least know the outcome of Kyle Hendricks's game. I'm just gonna assume I was pretty close. Seven innings. That's what you said. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say he'll get through seven innings. Does he have the W under his belt when he's taken out? Yes, because the Cubs are gonna score another ten runs. The Braves played the Phillies. FYI. So, Mark, are you going to? You're going to the Cardinals home opener, right? Always. I have a question. Do you guys remember your first game you ever went to? No, I'm sure it was too young. No, I was a baby. I was too. I was six weeks old. Oh, wow. The first, I know. That is pretty small. Probably irresponsible on my parents' part. Yeah. It was a game at Wrigley Field. Apparently, I, I slept the whole time. That checks out. I'm just trying to get a grasp of like when you take your kid to their first game. Because since my wife is pregnant, I need to know these things now. Uh, oh, is that real? Yeah, that's real. Oh, wait. What? Well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. What just happened? Yes, due in September. So just in time for the Cubs playoff run. I thought this would be a fun way to, to break that news. It was. I was like, it took me a second. I was like, <laughs> did he really? Is this, this is how he's, okay, this is how he's telling. Okay. I don't even, I'll be honest. I don't even, I tuned, I tuned out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't interesting to me. I was trying to find something else to talk about for like the end of the podcast. How do you, how do you feel are you excited? I am excited. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was a thing we we decided we wanted probably last summer. Congratulations. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Actually, David, you're as a new father. Any good advice? Just uh, you know, be cool. <laughs> you're gonna say that. <laughs> That's good life advice. Just good life advice. That was not a good movie. Be cool. Yeah. I never saw it. Yeah. I don't even know what it's about. Isn't John Travolta in it? It is John Travolta. Man, there's your that's why right there. Ooh, not a John Travolta fan. I I yeah. said that and then I was like, well, I, I don't even know if I dislike like John that's, Travolta. That's a strong of a strong statement about. Uh, I John Travolta has made some interesting career choices, but I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. Life choices as well, if we're being honest. Pulp Fiction was good. That was a good decision. Well, that was a that that's true. That revamped his career. Yeah, his career was pretty much dead before that. But this is not a movie podcast, although I could talk about it for a long time. Ooh, favorite baseball movie. What's your favorite baseball movie? Other than The Sandlot. Angels in the Outfield. Good call. That's a good one. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Me neither. Other than what? What was the exclusion? I was going to say you can't say Sandlot because that's everybody's favorite. Oh, that's not my favorite. Yeah, it's not mine either. Even even if I included it. Can I count, can I count the 2011 World Series film? No, <laughs> you can't. Narrated by John Hamm. That's right. Or 2006, narrated by Billy Bob Thornton. 
The Cubs uh, World Series video was narrated by Vince Vaughn. I my favorite baseball movie actually though yes is probably well I really like Field of Dreams but I really love Moneyball like Moneyball is amazing it is a very good movie have you ever seen Sixty One yes I think so but I don't really remember it the Mickey Mantle Roger Maris movie that is probably my favorite baseball movie and The Sandlot have you guys seen For Love of the Game I like that movie a lot yes that is a, an underrated movie directed by Sam Raimi. My all-time favorite director, or the most, my most influential director. I thought Forty Two was good. I thought that was okay. I thought it was okay. I don't know. I, I would need to watch it again. I've got Harrison Ford's in that movie. He is. As somebody who umpired for many years, Bull Durham is the most realistic baseball movie I've ever seen. If you ever want to know what it's like on the field, that mo- watch that movie. What What do you think should be a baseball movie? Like if you if you had if somebody came up to you handed you a blank check and they're like you can write whatever number you want on this so long as all of it goes to making a baseball movie what story would you pursue oh i thought you meant like what movie that isn't a baseball movie should have been a baseball movie uh raiders of the lost ark i always thought it needed some baseball well i would obviously make a movie about david freeze i would oh my i would do that as not a cardinals fan i would love to see that movie i'd love the opportunity to make that movie obviously we all of course remember david freeze game six World Series 2011 hits the two-strike, two-out, game-tying triple in the ninth, and the game-winning home run, walk-off home run, no less, in the 11th. Probably the best game in Cardinals history. Especially after, for those of you who don't know, there was a Players' Tribune article, which is generally written, or no, it wasn't Players' Tribune, was it? It was just an article. I don't remember. That was a, it was a phenomenal article, though. There was an article that came out about David Freeze and him really some of his battles with uh, depression and such. And um, and he really wasn't. I mean, he loved. I think he loved playing in St. Louis, but I don't think he loved living in St. Louis. I don't think it was too much pressure. Yeah, and I don't think it was a Saint. I don't think it was St. Louis's fault. No. I think it was just some of his old ties from growing up here and and some bad circles and um what i remember from the article was you know he was he was a world series hero when he would go out in public more or less people would come up to him and just oh my god david freeze and he would you know felt the pressure of having to live up to that and then essentially he started to uh decline as a player and then did he get traded during the season yes i believe so they traded him to the pirates no it was the angels and it was in the off season i think Oh, yeah, because he was with Pujols. Yeah. It is widely agreed upon that that was the best thing that could have been done for him was getting out of St. Louis. I think getting out of St. Louis was important, but I think it was finally once he got to Pittsburgh, he really settled in. That would that would make a, a great movie. I would love to see that movie. Would you start that movie with the World Series? Oh. And then go back and do, do it through flashbacks? Or would you end it with the World Series? That game's almost got to be at the beginning of the movie because the whole, oh man, I don't know, from a storytelling standpoint. Because there's so much that happens before and so much that happens afterwards. One option would be to uh, to flash to and from that game, game six, I guess. Because he starts that game, like I think in like the third inning or something, he drops like a routine pop-up. Yeah, it hits him on the head. It's it's unique because the kind of Nick how you described it. I think he he's a baseball player. Like he's playing baseball, and now he's got this moment that he can't escape. Yeah, he's a celebrity all of a sudden. So I feel like the movie would be best to make him more than just that moment. I would open the movie with him hitting the home run and running to home plate, and then I would close the movie 
with him hitting a home run with the Pirates and running to home plate, and he looks happier. I mean, I gotta assume he's pretty darn happy after he hit that walk-off home run. Well, sure, but that, to me, is the story I'm trying to tell. I get what you're saying, but I also, I don't think he looks... I assume I've never talked to the guy. I would assume he doesn't look back on his time with the Cardinals negatively. Him being on the Cardinals, I don't think is a negative experience. I think everything that surrounded it is. It it wasn't being on the Cardinals. It was being a Cardinal, maybe. It was being David Freeze who became that Cardinal. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't on the field, but when he left the stadium and took off the uniform. Is the movie narrated by David Freeze? Uh, It's actually narrated by Billy Bob Thornton. Okay. Hey, as we're recording this, Bryce Harper just hit another monster home run. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Bryce Harper. Or not. What should we say? He wore Philly Fanatic shoes. Philly Fanatic is a friend of the show. Philly Fanatic is, I don't know how we incorporate him with this show, but any chance we get, he's in there. So Bryce Harper wore green shoes. They were Philly Fanatic themed for the first his first game, his first official Phillies game. He's been like just hamming it up with this whole Philly thing. It's it's why not? Endear yourself to the fans early. But here's my question. There is a rule, a major league baseball rule, that your shoes have to be at least fifty percent of your team's official color. I'm sure he was fine with taking whatever fine he got. I was going to say, did he get special permission or just take the fine or I don't know, but I bet if there's a fine, he had no problem sure. paying it. Because uh, last year, actually, Ben Zobrist on the Cubs, during the home games, he wore Pia Flyers, if you're not familiar with that, as featured in the film The Sandlot. Benny the Jet Rodriguez wears Pia Flyers because they make a kid run faster, jump higher. He had specially made Pia Flyers, and he got fined by Major League Baseball. Because they were black. I think it, I think Derek Gould, friend of the show. I don't know who that is. Uh, Cardinals beat reporter for the Post-Dispatch. He's the Gordon Whitaker of the Cardinals. I don't know who Gordon Whitaker is. He's the lead beat writer for the Cubs. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had written about how I think a fan had asked him why Marcelo Zuna is allowed to wear that bright green sleeve. And he said because Ozuna has like an endorsement deal with Nike, I think. Derek had said that he thought it was ridiculous that because someone's paying a player money, they can wear something like that. But Colton Wong can't wear shoes that say, you know, we're praying for Hawaii or whatever, you know, with a cause because that's not an endorsement deal. Oh. Yeah. Hey, you know what I think? I think if we, not to get on this soapbox again, you want young people to follow your game? Let them wear, let them wear cool shoes. Yeah. Let them wear something that means something to them. There's a big, uh, what am I trying to think of? Umbrella? Nope. That's not it. There's a big shoe fan base. Toaster oven? Oh my God. Oh, shoe fan base. Yes, but I agree with you. Pair of tweezers? No, we're moving on. But yes, I agree that that is a good way to get kids to follow your game. I think that's a big reason why they do all these different specialty jerseys and throwbacks and hats. Well, that's the the whole point of the Players Weekend is to... To bring in young fans, the Players Weekend? Not specifically young fans, but I think just to loosen up the game a little bit, maybe make it a little bit more accessible for for people. I got news for MLB. It's it's Players Season. I don't watch the games to see, oh, I wonder how Mr. DeWitt's business is is faring. <laughs> Hope everyone's ship shape. Yeah. How many hot dogs did they sell today? Let's tune into the broadcast and see if they, they won't tell us. I'd be interested to know that kind of stuff. Cardinals released that, actually. How many hot? Oh, really? 
I don't know. It's not like a big release, but you, it's not. That information is not hidden. How many hot dogs the average are sold during the average baseball game? Total for the whole season. Yeah, and you can like how much they like how many paper towels and stuff they use throughout the year and all sorts of stuff. I think it'd be funny if one year they didn't release all that information and people started asking questions and then there was kind of this big conspiracy about why they haven't released the hot dog numbers. Show us the hot dog numbers. Hashtag. What's the hashtag? Show us the hot dog numbers. I just put the hashtag after the... Ooh, okay. How many hot dogs do you think the Marlins sell every home game on average? Because you got to think, what percentage of people there are actually going to buy a hot dog? Hot dogs are illegal, I think, in Miami. Do you think it's more than 100 hot dogs? Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't. I was thinking like 2,000. They probably only have that many people at the ballpark. I bet they at least have between 5,000 and 10,000 people at most games. And you think 1,500 of them are getting a hot dog? Yeah, I do. That's generous. There's no way to fact check this, so I'm going to claim victory. There may be. I'm going to Google it right now. Marlins hot dog numbers sold. It'd be funny if it was like 1750 per game. Or 40,000. Like, ah, something's wrong here. That would be the real conspiracy. Let's go to a Marlins game and demand the real hot dog numbers. The average number of hot dogs eaten per game is 10,651 hot dogs. And the average attendance? The average MLB attendance, 28,830 people per game as of 2018 so there's one out of every three so at a marlins game when you got ten thousand, that's was that seven thousand hot dogs no <laughs> it'd be it'd be it'd be three thousand three hundred oh 33 i was thinking three quarters nick anthony rizzo went one for three today from the plate cool 750 <laughs> <laughs> random thought this is irrelevant to anything albert pujols is hitting 302 for his career you think he'll you think he'll stay above 300 unfortunately i do not he probably has a lot of numbers to sustain that for a while even if he underperforms just because he's been there so long but at his age and the way he's declined i sadly don't think he'll probably will be if he plays full seasons these next few years i wonder back in the day if you had a career average batting average below 300 did you even have a shot at the hall of fame before the whole pitchers striking everybody out era? I bet so. I would bet Ozzie Smith's average. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't hit over 300. What did Reggie Jackson hit? I bet he wasn't. 262 is what Reggie Jackson hit. But he hit 563 home runs. In how many years? Um, Three. Three seasons he hit 563 home runs? <laughs> uh, can't slip anything by you guys. Uh, no, he was a 14-time All-Star, so at least that many. Let's go back to you, Darvish, because I wanted to. I thought something would be interesting to talk about. His start against the Rangers was his first time playing the Rangers since leaving the Rangers, which was the team that he came up with. He did not have a good homecoming, but I wanted to talk about other players that playing their former teams at their home ballparks for the first time. We've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I'm wondering what must that be like, do you think, for a player? Albert Pujols will be playing at Bush Stadium for the first time since leaving the Cardinals this year. And you guys have said you think he's going to get a nice ovation. I think it would be a ridiculously nice ovation. And then you got Bryce Harper. Like, what? I wonder what his. He's going to go back to the Nationals Park for the first time. That should be interesting. See, that's. But I, I think the circumstances dictate. Bryce Harper and Albert Pujols left on the exact same circumstances. Yeah, but there. I mean, we were earlier in the show, we were talking about how Bryce has gone 
full-on Philly, right? He's going full-on. Like, imagine You if, have to, though. You have to completely embrace your new city. You got to win those people over. Sure. Especially in a town like that. <laughs> I sent a video to you all of him being booed after his first game. Let's say, what would your reaction be? Either of you, both of you. Let's say you play for the Cardinals. You get traded to the Mariners. They're playing the Cardinals for some reason. Uh, You get a nice ovation from the fans, but that's not what I'm interested in. You're a pitcher, by the way. That's important. Your season's over, but the Cardinals have a shot. Like, this is a make-or-break game for the Cardinals. You're pitching... Paul DeYoung comes up to bat. I don't know why I chose him. He's the only Cardinal I could think of for whatever reason. But you hated Paul DeYoung. Nope, that's a terrible example. You should like him. What did Paul DeYoung have for lunch that day? Irrelevant, obviously. (laughs) Oh, obviously. (laughs) Why are you asking me that? Well, I just didn't know how much detail we were going to get here. So I figured I'd just dive all the way to the end if I could. Paul DeYoung just found out his dog got run over by a tractor. Was it his dog or did he steal it from his shortstop? No, because he's he's not a terrible person. It was his dog. Uh, he raised the dog from a baby. He nursed this dog back to health after the dog's mother rejected it. Paul Dog Young? <laughs> yes. Yeah, like Paul Young literally let the dog nurse from his teat, even though it didn't work because he's a guy. Wow, this is this is a lot of detail. Yeah, I know. Anyway, you were the first person that he called to give this horrible news to. You guys had a good cry about it. He cried in your arms. He comes up to bat. You're pitching. The winning run is on third. Two outs. Do you let him get a hit or do you strike him out? I go for the strikeout. Does that make you a terrible friend? No, it makes me a baseball player. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm going to let my best friend be a hero. If he wants to be a hero, he has to He has to be a hero. He doesn't just get that given to him. Hero is earned, not given. Well, here's the thing. You guys are best friends. But you don't respect him, and you know that he'll never be a hero on his own. <laughs> Nothing like a best friend you don't respect. His dog just died. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You know this will make him feel better. Otherwise, you're gonna make the game end on a strikeout just to, to cherry on top of his horrible day. If I don't respect him, why am I letting him cry in my arms? The whole time that he's crying in your arms, you're rolling your eyes like the, again. No, never mind. You that no. For you sure, re- I'm striking him out because he wasted my <laughs> evening. Okay, let's. Let's start the table. You do respect him. I can't believe you're not going to just serve him up a, a hanging curve. Let him diesel that one out of the ballpark. He'd probably miss it. He's Paul DeYoung. He strikes out when he's not supposed to. <laughs> so you're both you're both going to make him earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Your season's over. I didn't get to the big leagues to give guys home runs. Yeah, but I mean, this is just like one nice thing you're doing. It's a little... I'm trying to earn that paycheck so I can buy Paul another dog. I mean, you've you've already got the contract. You The money's guaranteed. Oh, well, then I'm just striking him out and buying a dog. Why would you buy him a dog? He lets him get run over by tractors. You should keep a better eye on him. Well, if he had a better eye, he wouldn't strike out. Yeah, I'll buy him a fence. With a bottle of champagne that says Four Fido. Which is messed up because his dog's name was Lance. Yeah. I only know dog names of the people I respect. I can't believe you wouldn't serve him up a home run ball. What? Where does it stop? Maybe maybe next time the Cardinals are in town, he calls me up and he says, Hey man, I had a busted shoelace this afternoon. And just keep in mind we're in a we're in a playoff race. No, he didn't he's not ask he didn't ask for this. He's in fact, before the game, he's like, if it comes down to the end of the game and the Cardinals are about to win and you're pitching and I'm up to bat, don't do me any favors. Like he tells you You this. know what I do? I walk him. <laughs> Wow, that's that's. Or do you, or you just hit him? Yeah, yeah. So we're definitely uh, not the best start to the season for either of our teams. 
I definitely saw a lot of good from the Cubs. Yeah, I think there's definitely things for both of our teams to be excited about and also things to be concerned about. The biggest concern is the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. Cardinals are going to go 4-2 and two this week, though, just so you know. What are the Cubs going to do? Including the first three games? No, this week. Monday through Sunday. Let's see, they got the Braves and Brewers all on the road. I'll take three and three. I'll say three and three for the Cardinals as well. Ooh. What is that? They lose two out of three on the road and win two out of three at home? Uh, yes. So you've got the Cardinals starting their home opener with like a two and four record or two and five? I don't know. No, I... I think I think they'll win both series and go four and two. I think David was saying three and three, so they'd lose the series on the road and Yeah, but you got them two and five starting their home series. I do not. David does. David does. If they're going three and three. No, 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 no. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, maybe a little too much math this week. Maybe maybe. <laughs> What are you laughing? <laughs> good game. <laughs> okay, good game. Good game. 